0: People of Earth. Your
1: to welcome to Conspiracy, the show, the world's most trusted conspiracy theory podcast, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Olivia Hydar
0: Hey, everybody, welcome. Welcome to Conspiracy the Show. I'm Adam Todd Brown. Who are you? I'm Olivia Hydar. You know what that makes us? Makes us your hosts.
1: Whoa.
0: Yeah. Deep, huh? Wow. Pretty deep. Olivia, how's it I never thought it... of it that way. How's it going? Happy post-Halloween. Day after Halloween. It... Did you get a lot of candy?
1: I did. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I went trick-or-treating and my neighbors are like, hey, aren't you 35? What's going on?
0: <laughs> yeah, and you just say, no, my costume is 35. Yeah. Yeah, I'm dressed
1: up. It's a very realistic 35-year-old. Actually, Actually, I went a little overboard. Kind of looks about 40. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, Yeah, we're we're not talking about anything Halloween-related. We should have. I guess we just dropped the ball. There's not really any Halloween conspiracies to talk about. No, not
1: really. I mean, it's kind of all played out by Halloween itself. I feel like it's tough for the, any conspiracy to break through the mass of... Like, especially now, Halloween lasts a whole damn month.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I guess last week's episode was kind of our Halloween episode with Alex sure. Jones descending into the forest of Northern California yeah. to show us a burning owl.
1: Yeah, we, we talked about how it was kind of Blair Witchy, so I yeah, yeah. that counts. Yeah. Good job,
0: us. Good enough. Now it's Thanksgiving time, so... Well, well, now it's election time, my friend. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing really <laughs> conspiracy-related to talk about around the election. Ugh.
1: No, totally. <laughs> nothing at all.
0: We're actually going to talk about some election-related stuff, because we're doing a conspiracy news roundup. Every once in a while, I'll go to my RSS reader and just type the word conspiracy in. <laughs> And see what kind yeah. of stuff comes up, and you'd be surprised. It's more than you'd expect. Sometimes even some mainstream news stuff, like this mm-hmm. this first story from ScienceDaily.com. dot com. Ever heard of science? Yes, it rules. I have. It's very cool. <laughs> I have a T shirt says science on it.
1: I have a T shirt that says NASA on it. Oh wow!
0: I do. I have a NASA shirt. I don't like science. I'm wearing a Nirvana shirt right now. That's science. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! So this first story, truly unsurprising news. But thinking mm-hmm. COVID is a hoax is a gateway to belief in conspiracy theories in general. Yeah, that I mean doesn't sure. super duper surprise me. Is not
1: believing that COVID is a hoax like believing in a conspiracy theory in itself. Is that not a conspiracy theory?
0: Yeah, and I. Guess what they're getting at is that there are some people who just believe one conspiracy theory? That doesn't seem right.
1: Yeah. It's this whole network. When you find out about one, there's always going to be... You're going to find out about the other. That's kind of how the internet's working now.
0: I would argue that a belief in COVID being a hoax does speak to a person not having a high degree of critical thinking skills. Mm-hmm. Or... Not necessarily being able to ascertain if a source they're looking at is legitimate. So in yeah. that way, I could very much see a belief in COVID as a hoax, leading a person to believe some of the more outlandish conspiracy theories. Because yeah. there are the true ones, like Elvis faked his death. But Right, of course. then, you know, there's also the wild nonsense, like aliens well, did 9-11.
1: <laughs> I mean, hey- that's a good one. Maybe we should do an episode about that one. But I do think maybe maybe what they mean is that thinking COVID is a hoax is a gateway to belief in right-wing conspiracies. Because that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that definitely would be a gateway. And also, I could see it being an on-ramp to election fraud conspiracies because that's a thing where a lot of people who believe the 2020 election was stolen a lot of them also think covid was invented for that purpose right to steal the election and it's like i mean for sure come on we got the cia on our side we don't need to create pandemics to steal elections
1: it's interesting use of the word hour i would say
0: (laughs) yeah yeah that's a good point I always do that though. I always fall into we and our when I'm talking about no. the American government because, I mean, it is my government no matter what. No, I get it. But yeah. Yeah, I didn't mean we. I just meant Olivia specifically.
1: <laughs> yeah. CIA totally. is yep.
0: specifically on Olivia's side.
1: Yeah, my handlers are very <laughs> pro Biden.
0: <laughs> Researchers, as part of this study, are going to get assassinated. <laughs> oh, yeah, someday. Sure, sure. So in this study, researchers asked 501 participants to answer questions assessing their beliefs in COVID conspiracies, political ideology, and something called conspiracist ideation. Does 501 Mm. people seem like enough? Well,
1: I don't know. It's tough. With anything like this, with any sort of social survey, it's going to be tough to find a sample size that will satisfy everyone, Yeah, you know, because I don't think it could ever be big enough, and you're never going to get a big enough one to act. Accurately, like totally, no, I don't think so. Five hundred one is not very many. like yeah. I would think at least a thousand. But you know, I'm like a dummy, and I have no brain for statistics or anything. So,
0: and the questions they were asked. There was a five point scale ranging from definitely not true to definitely true, and they were rating statements such as some UFO sightings and rumors are planned or staged in order to distract the public. From real alien contact or new and advanced technology, which would harm current industry is being suppressed. Is that last one? I mean, yeah, I guess it's a conspiracy theory, but we know that Hmm. kind of stuff happens. There's that really famous story of the light bulb that does not burn out. And when the lighting industry heard of that, they were like, oh, no, 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 no. No, we're going to make light bulbs that burn out.
1: (laughs) Well, I will say, not speaking to either of these examples, but like, oftentimes on a survey like this, they will include questions on a spectrum of objective reality, or, you know, whatever, like, they're not always saying, if you say this is true, then that is a conspiracy theory. It's like, you know, it's a spectrum. So I don't know what other questions are on there to see where these questions fall on that spectrum, or, you know, or I don't know their methodology. But yeah, I mean, I would say my biggest problem with like the UFO one is it just goes a little too far. It's a little too specific. I feel like saying that the government is the purpose is to stage in order to distract the public from new alien contact instead of for another reason why they might stage an alien or whatever. Like, I don't know. It's kind of leading, if that makes sense. I'm kind of stumbling over my words.
0: Yeah, Staging it to hide actual alien contact would be a weird choice. And
1: right, like I wouldn't probably I would not say definitely true.
0: Yeah, I would on s- that question. I would if anything side more with the notion that maybe we fake some of it to right. make but, people think UFOs are real.
1: But also, I don't think COVID is a hoax. And so I'm obviously not the target
0: audience Wait, for excuse
1: me? this survey. No, I know I know.
0: Oh. Well, I guess we're going to have to have a philosophical debate after this episode, but it's fine. It's nothing anyone would want to hear. We'll do that off the air. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. What I would want to know is, was a previous belief in conspiracy theories also conducive to believing COVID was a hoax? Right.
1: It's interesting to posit a causal relationship between these two things without having a survey of these people before They believe that COVID was a hoax. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, we don't know whether they already held. So like then we don't know that the hoax theory is causing. It's not a gateway. It correlates like it's not really causal.
0: And there was actually another follow up survey to this one. This study was led by the seemingly fictional university of nottingham but apparently hmm. that's a real place and
1: yeah robin hood went there
0: yeah exactly researchers there found that people who were subjected to workplace bullying are also more prone to conspiracy theory beliefs so this dates back to when unpops started we had a whole office every time i would walk past olivia in the hallway just fucking get shoved right into a fucking wall and now here yep, i am yep. hosting the conspiracy theory podcast
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. totally and it's totally cool and i'm fine with it
0: it's actually me and olivia both <laughs> getting thrown into the wall <laughs> so here we are we just got i mean severely bullied in those early on days
1: it does make sense i mean like i don't know it just kind of fits that view of the put upon beta basically
0: yeah the joker <laughs> just,
1: yeah yeah he got fied, you know he got <laughs> black pilled. he got all this stuff clown build you know yeah that makes sense Because we also see that in kids. You know, if a kid is bullied and outcast, that can lead them to find sanctuary and extremist groups. So, yeah, I don't know. It makes sense. That makes more sense than, I mean, the COVID one makes sense. It's just, I don't think it's causal.
0: Yeah, with the COVID one, I don't know how many people would have gone into thinking COVID is a hoax without already having some conspiracy theory belief under their Belt. That's a weird one to start with, but also I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I could see QAnon being a lot of people's starter conspiracy yeah. theory, just because it's. I think that is
1: definitely true.
0: But in both cases, I think it's just because it's so prevalent online. Like, right. COVID denial and QAnon both are like communities, basically. hmm So I guess it makes sense that someone would start there. Yeah. I guess. Here's a quote from the bullying study. Bullying experiences can significantly impact the victim in numerous ways, with the development of conspiracy beliefs being another detrimental consequence. We believe victims of bullying may find conspiracy theories appealing because bullying experiences frustrate the exact psychological factors, such as disempowerment, that are a route to developing conspiracy beliefs. End quote. Here's the thing. Shut up, nerdlinger. (laughs) (laughs) Like all this fucking science, 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 bullying, conspiracy (laughs) theories. shut the fuck up before i give you a swirly i do study bullying scientists can lead
1: to (laughs) conspiracy beliefs but i mean that quote is what we were just saying yeah (laughs) basically (laughs) they have to say it in a science way they're scientists
0: yeah that's the thing so much about conspiracy theories is not science there's not yeah. that much science to it. I think people overthink it sometimes. And yeah. like especially when you well, see articles about, oh, here's how conspiracy theories spread online. It's like information. I, I think like sociologists. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I think people overthink yeah. it. I think people just don't trust the government sometimes. And I, I think, think sometimes I mean, it's warranted and sometimes it's not.
1: For sure. I mean, probably. But people got to study this shit. You know they got yeah. <laughs> someone has to. It just is uh, interesting when they reach some conclusions.
0: All right, let's move into the criminal justice phase of this episode. Mm. Talk about some court happenings. For example, three men were convicted in the plot to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer. Right, remember that bunch of dudes wanted to abduct Michigan's smoking hot governor. Isn't she a Republican? Is she even a Democrat? Yes,
1: she's a Republican.
0: And they're just mad that she's like, "We, hey, maybe wear a mask. And they're like, we're going to fucking kidnap you and blow up the bridge to your summer home, which was part yes. of the plot.
1: You can't fuck around with extremists. Like, if you're going to go in and try to get their votes, then they're going to get pissed off if you say or do literally anything that they disagree with.
0: Yeah, they're called extremists for a reason. Right. It's because they're pretty extreme. Uh...
1: But no Republicans keep courting the fascists. I'm sure nothing bad can come of that.
0: No, no, definitely not. So the shit's finally hitting the fan over that debacle. Mm. Three men accused of taking part in the plot Joe Morrison, no relation, Pete Musico, and Paul Beller were all convicted of supplying material support for a terrorist act. And when I said no relation, I meant to Jim Morrison, by the way. <laughs>
1: so they're not like jim belushi they're not like the belushi's they're no they're they're
0: unrelated a little different they were also found guilty on gun and gang charges with prosecutors successfully arguing that the group they were part of the wolverine Watchmen, (laughs) was Mm. a criminal enterprise that's a dumb name i bet they had like michigan football logos on their shit 'Cause that's Michigan's That's Michigan's mascot is the Wolverine.
1: Yeah. Dorks. And I'm sure you know, I'm sure they're also like in Red Dawn.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, was that a Red Dawn thing?
1: Well, I mean the Wolver it was Wolverines and you know, and in Red Dawn that was the, oh, the right.
0: Game. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen Red Dawn in a long, yeah. long time.
1: Like since high school, probably. It's did not a very the- good movie. Did
0: you see the remake? I
1: did see the remake (laughs) with North Korea, like where they CGI'd North Korea instead of China, Uh, but they still had all Chinese actors.
0: North Korea's (laughs) army can't afford to fly here. Get the fuck out of here.
1: (laughs) That was very funny. But, like, that was, like, a thing for a while, like, in the early 2010s. People were like, North Korea, they're going to fucking, they're going to come get us. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, they sure Absolutely. are. That would end
0: very well for them. I know, North Korea is a whole other thing. I have weird feelings on... Like just I'd North probably Korea, be, also... I'd probably be a little loosey goosey with my nuclear threats too if I was right. living in that. Well, situation. and also just
1: just the the Red Dawn narrative, I just find interesting. Oh,
0: sure, yeah,
1: it pops up over and over again in different things, and I'm just like, I always find it really interesting how it's pulled off. Yeah, like who who the invading army is, how they invade, how people react. It's very, I think, interesting on a sociological level. <laughs> anyway these guys
0: these guys they are not accused of directly plotting to kidnap gretchen whitmer instead prosecutors used evidence like social media posts text messages and secretly recorded conversations to paint the trio as dangerous anti-government extremists pushed over the edge by COVID lockdown measures. Very interesting note in this article. The defense was prevented from arguing that the three were entrapped by undercover FBI agents who infiltrated the group, because here's the thing, they Hmm. almost certainly were.
1: Yeah, that's very interesting. I had not heard the secret recording aspect of this and that is quite interesting
0: well that's been one of the big rumblings around this case ever since it started going to court and people started going Mm -hmm. to trial for it is that this is just another one of those examples of the fbi showing up to a group of people who probably did hold some extremist beliefs and being like hey you want to kidnap the governor of michigan and then when people say yes they're like ah gotcha you're under arrest. <laughs> they did it a bunch after 9-11. There was a group in mm-hmm. Buffalo, New York. Yeah. They're called like the Buffalo Five, who were just like dudes who didn't necessarily love the United States, but they weren't right terrorists. And the FBI like shows up with bomb making material and is like, hey, you want to help us put this together? And then once they do, they're like, all right, you're terrorists. So yep.
1: it happens over and over again. There's a great Song by Laura Jane Grace of Against Me about a group of people who were, what do you call it, honeypotted by yeah. a fucking FBI agent. And yeah, it's fucked up.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's one of those really uncomfortable things where, like, after the Mar-a-Lago raid and all these people on the right are like, defund the FBI. And it's like, yeah, but like 25 years ago. <laughs> like forever yes. ago. I don't know if it speaks more to how shady the FBI is or to how shady the right is in the Trump administration. (laughs) But it's like you have finally bumped up against the one possibly egregious FBI action. Also, where I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Yeah. You motherfuckers have been putting up with the FBI killing progressives for decades bombing the fucking move house in philadelphia and Mm -hmm. now you want to defund the fbi fuck you too late too late motherfuckers
1: i mean it's the same with everything that the fucking right does they don't have beliefs right really they only have hatred and so if something happens to them they react by lashing out and so yeah, this defund the FBI call is like a it's like a child having a tantrum. But also, I'm like, yes, defund the FBI. When people say defund the cops, they don't just mean like they're fucking city cops. Right. Defund the FBI, defund the CIA, defund the NSA, defund the fucking TSA. <laughs> Get rid of all of these motherfuckers.
0: Yeah. I don't even want PSAs anymore. Don't fucking tell fucking me how BS to live 6. my life. I'll figure shit out on my own. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's one of those things where I know these three dudes. We are not aligned politically or ideologically in any way. Right. But when I hear their lawyers say, "Hey, the FBI entrapped our clients," I'm like, "Yeah, probably." Like, I'm not. En- I'm not enough of a leftist zealot that I would be like, "No, uh, FBI wouldn't do that." Like, of and, course. Like, I
1: don't necessarily think that they wouldn't have committed violence without being in trap. <laughs> sure. you know? And even if they weren't in they definitely had an informant within their group. Oh yeah. Like, because that's how you get <laughs> those secret recordings. Yeah, but, we yeah. know
0: we know that. There was an FBI informant within this group. And that's their whole argument is we weren't thinking about any of this until old. Yeah. Joe Fed showed up. And that's the classic story, though. If you're in a fucking
1: political group, you got to be fucking careful. I'm not saying it's never justified for there to be action taken, but make sure that you know where that idea is coming from. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So, yeah, they were probably set up, but I'll tell you who probably was not set up. Stuart Rhodes. Sure. Oath Keeper's... Leader, oh no, Olivia! Mm-hmm. Terrible news out of Washington what? D.C.
1: What? He's healthy and and safe?
0: <laughs> no, the seditious conspiracy trial had to be delayed because he tested positive for COVID. <laughs> Oh no. No. And that's crazy because COVID's not even real if you're an oath keeper, right? Do probably. they probably
1: think it is a thing? He's like, how did I get COVID? I'm not black. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Stuart Rhodes. That's another thing where people are like, okay, but everyone inside the Capitol, they were all FBI. And that's a case where I'm like, no, probably not. No like that there are
1: too many <laughs> that's yeah. a lot of FBI agents <laughs> yeah
0: that's a whole lot like I'll buy and the- we have
1: way too much background on so many of them Separate from being in the FBI.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. What people don't take into account about those January sixth riots? Those motherfuckers rioted in one of the most heavily surveilled areas in the country. Like we yes. know what everyone looks like. If there were a bunch of FBI mm-hmm. agents in there agitating,
1: yeah, like that guy from Mister Show. Yeah, <laughs> that's right.
0: right. There were like Olympic swimmers. It was nuts. What the country? <laughs> Such a cross section of America coming together over their shared desire to lynch Mike Pence.
1: If they had done that, then I would still care about January. 6th. Like, it just was such a nothing. I was so mad that nothing happened anyway.
0: Yeah, if anything, it felt like a test of what our current facial recognition capabilities are. <laughs> Because you got a bunch of people at a time when we're all supposed to be wearing masks. Yeah. Best possible moment to wear a mask would be when you're storming Mm -hmm. the Capitol. And these motherfuckers were still too anti-mask to wear (laughs) a mask when storming the Capitol.
1: Yep.
0: I feel like it was just a big test of, all right, what are these facial recognition cameras we got? What can they do? Let's see if we can identify every fucking person. (laughs) And I bet they did.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Probably
0: someday those photos will be used to make trading card sets of the people who (laughs) stormed the Capitol. Uh, When our
1: imagine if you stormed the Capitol and then you didn't get arrested by the FBI, like six months later, like how do you not live the rest of your life in total fear and paranoia? (laughs) Because like, Oh, I'm the one that they let go. Oh no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) When are they coming for me?
1: Right. Or like, they're just watching me for whatever I do.
0: Yeah. So back to Stuart Rhodes. He's the leader of the Oath Keepers. Mm -hmm. He is not accused of going in the Capitol, but he is accused of January 6th stuff. Mm -hmm. And so quarantine protocols, they don't permit Rhodes to participate in his trial via video conference or to be transported to the court for at least a week. But he does have the right to waive his in-person presence during trial. And he ended Mm -hmm. up just doing that. So he waived his constitutional right to be present during the testimony of eight government witnesses who his attorneys said were less critical to his defense because they would speak to events inside the Capitol and he's not accused of entering the Capitol. Here's the thing. Why didn't he enter the Capitol? (laughs) Yeah. You're the leader of the Oath Keepers. What were you doing? He was jerking off outside? I mean, probably.
1: Yes. Almost any of these fucking white nationalist right-wing groups, I don't think of their leaders as paragons of bravery. I, I think of them as people who are good at manipulating other people into being paragons of bravery. Right. But also, I don't know, maybe he's a fucking, maybe he's a fit... There will not be a single accusation you can make against Stuart Rhodes of the Oath Keepers (laughs) that I would not at least consider. I mean, that might be true.
0: It would absolutely be the easiest way to keep an eye on the most extreme element in this country would be Mm -hmm. for law enforcement to just set up their own right wing group. Sure. Yes.
1: But also the government is right wing. (laughs) Well, yeah,
0: that's the whole thing.
1: But also, so they might just f- be in it.
0: <laughs> but a right wing government, it doesn't have room for right wing. Oh yeah, agitators. Like it's still going it to have to lock a up some paramilitary wing. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Absolutely.
0: Adam Com. I just wrote an article about how we should stop arguing about whether the United States is becoming fascist. We have always mm-hmm. been fascist.
1: Absolutely.
0: Never been a moment when we weren't.
1: Do you know? How many days of detention I got as a kid for not saying the Pledge of Allegiance?
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, because yeah, I never said it. That's one of the tenets of fascism is romantic yes. symbolism and this extreme yes. nationalism. And people are like, we don't have that. It's like, the fuck we don't?
1: The fuck we don't.
0: If nothing else, we've had it in full force <laughs> since the first war in Iraq. Yes. Ever since my whole life, yeah, it's been that. After that, I'm not joking at all when I say there was the dream team at the 1992 US Olympics. Sure, we've been a highly fascist, highly patriotic country for, yeah, Mm -hmm. as long as most of the people I know have been alive.
1: And it's just gone into overdrive after 9 11. My sister doesn't know a country that isn't like this. Yeah, it's awful.
0: Yeah, it's bad times. Mm -hmm.
1: And Stuart Rhodes still sucks.
0: And Stuart Rhodes fucking sucks. Yeah, he's I hope
1: he dies of
0: COVID. That one would be awfully funny. But (laughs) yes. Yeah, for these seditious conspiracy charges, he's facing a maximum penalty of 20 years in prison. And I'm assuming he'll get something more along the lines of probation and then he'll like assassinate an elected official a few years later (laughs) maybe i'm interested to see how this plays out and what kind of sure charges he does get because i joke about him not going inside but i think he's kind of accused of being the general of it and like directing shit which is that's what people in charge of militaries do is they order them around from a safe distance
1: Right. If he's the leader of the Oath Keepers, then decent percentage of people who were inside the building were there at his behest. Yeah. If nothing else.
0: So let's talk about some good news for a change. Olivia. Okay. Mm -hmm. Finally, the Two Thousand Mules book is available in stores.
1: Oh shit! Okay, I gotta, I gotta pre-order it. Yeah. You think it's available at Barnes and Noble? Probably.
0: I mean, NPR found the banned version of it in Barnes & Noble. <laughs> Shit. This book, oh man. We did a episode about the movie version of mm-hmm. 2,000 Mules, which is... Yes,
1: we, we did.
0: Dinesh D'Souza's highly respected and flawlessly mm-hmm. researched 2020 mm-hmm. election fraud documentary.
1: That was co-starring... Sebastian Gorka and Charlie Kirk.
0: Right, right, right. And a dog who had his face blurred out. <laughs> <laughs> that's still the absolute best moment from that documentary.
1: Yep, absolutely. <laughs> we hid the dog's face that. to protect its identity.
0: Well, Why that is Alex that? You sound like here? Jesse Ventura. Oh, that was Alex Jones.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. But I mean, that's just much more soft
0: spoken. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. You weren't on the episode where we talked about this book being recalled that I recorded with Andy Sell. So you weren't there when we mentioned that after 2000 Mules came out, it was noted that all of the scenes of Dinesh D'Souza filming in his home and in his office, not Uh his home, not his office. He just like staged all what? of that. And it's like you have what? a home. What's happening there that you can't just film there? Oh my god. And when they asked him about it, he was just like, It's movies, man. It's how movies work. That is how Dinesh D'Souza talks. Come on, man. Just movies, man. Come on, man. This you is got just movies, man. Fit Creole accent on Dinesh D'Souza. That is honestly officer, blowing my mind. <laughs> it's so that, weird. That
1: part is fake. Oh, my God. Yeah,
0: it's such a weird thing to fake. Why not just have that on your set? Why not just have that happen on your set? You've got this whole newsroom set. Oh, my God. That movie is so shitty. So this book came out and Uh it was announced that it was coming out. And there's this immediate recall. And NPR actually drove around... L.A. traffic. They said they were in L.A. traffic for nine hours just going (laughs) bookstore to bookstore looking for one who would have fucked up and put those books out early before they got recalled. And they Uh found a copy at a Barnes and Noble in the San Fernando Valley. (laughs) And so they know what was in the book before it was recalled.
1: That's funny. Why was it recalled?
0: Well, first, here's a quote about what was changed compared to Mm -hmm. the version they found at that Barnes & Noble. Most notably, a passage in the recalled version of the book that accused specific named nonprofit organizations of involvement in illegal ballot trafficking has been rewritten, softening certain claims and outright removing the names of the groups end quote the NPR article also mentions that sections that purported to link Black Lives Matter and Antifa to election fraud were removed. <coughs> And the obvious reason, like they even said it back at the time, is if this book comes out the way it's written, Dinesh D'Souza is getting sued into a book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Because he is naming names and making these borderline treasonous claims about mm-hmm. these groups with very little libel, proof. Yeah, or slaying, yeah.
1: I guess it's libel in print, right? Well, yeah. what
0: the things he's accusing them of. I mean, mm, like, Right,
1: would be treason.
0: libel on his part, for sure. But they're being right. accused of fixing the fucking mm-hmm. presidential election. That's not mm-hmm. minor. Like, if that was proven to be true, that is not a thing. Like, you wouldn't get a slap on the wrist for that. Like, you're getting nope. stoned in the town square. <laughs> so, what's especially I, damning about this, though, is back in July, a person who watched 2,000 Mules told Dinesh D'Souza that he wanted to see more evidence. And
1: would it be because there's no evidence in the movie itself?
0: Yeah, that could have something to do with it. The million hours of video footage and we get to see three minutes of it. Yeah. And his response was that the book version was coming out soon and that he was going to name names. Mm -hmm. This is a tweet from July. I am going to reveal the names of several of these nonprofit stash houses in my book. 2000 mules and so now all those names have been removed and uh-huh. that question from july still stands can we see I, this know, evidence
1: and also i just you know it seems like video evidence would make more sense for a movie than a book but hey i'm not the multi bestseller seller de souza so what do i know i do think it's funny that he thinks of antifa as an organization still that's just yeah. funny yeah, Like, it's, like, a place that has, like, a leader that you can, like, get in trouble, who, like, colludes with shit. Like, that's not how that works. No, nope. <laughs> Sorry, man. It's sure, an ideology.
0: Sure does not, Dinesh. <laughs> and he was in trouble in this regard even before the book came out because <laughs> the group— Who provided most of the information for the 2000 Mules movie is called Mm -hmm. True the Vote. And they executive produced the movie. They supplied a lot of the evidence for it. Mm -hmm. And they even distanced themselves from the book before it came out. This is a quote from them True the Vote had no participation in this book and has no knowledge of its contents. This includes any allegations of activities of any specific organizations made in the book. We okay. made no such allegations. Now, that's so bad for Dinesh D'Souza.
1: Which organization got a pre-release copy of this book and called Dinesh D'Souza and true the vote and threatened to sue them if this was published? It, it has to be that. It's got to be because. It, and I want to know which one.
0: It obviously got to the point where the book had been published like it had been printed right. and yes. was shipped off to stores because barnes and noble had one yeah so and it's
1: post movie being released because nothing is named no organizations are named in the movie but true the vote is all over the fucking movie they are all over the movie
0: actually i wonder if it is this next group that I'm about to mention i should also mention though in the book now instead of those specific allegations dinesh d'souza just says quote true the vote shared their names with me and has offered to make them available as needed to the appropriate law enforcement authorities end quote mm-hmm. sure, sure sure but also mm-hmm. i bet this is the group that maybe caused this in the film version it's claimed that true the vote used a database from the armed conflict location and event data project to make a connection between ballot mules and black lives matter and antifa that group the armed conflict location and event data project before Mm -hmm. the book even came out went public and demanded a correction from dinesh d'souza over that claim this is a quote this is not the type of analysis you can use acled data (laughs) for and it is highly unlikely that these conclusions have any basis in fact, end quote. <laughs> and that was before the book came out. And now they're not mentioned in the book <sighs> at all. So hey, I wish we there. had
1: that for the episode about the movie, because <laughs> that just is everything we were fucking saying about that data yeah. that were are presenting. <laughs> oh, man. And what's funny is, like, they spent so much fucking time in that movie explaining how they got all that information. <laughs> And even when they explaining how it's not creepy at all. And then the company that does this for real is like, look, it's creepy. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's creepy. You can't use the data for that. I've read articles with people since that movie came out who were like, I was probably part of that data because I drive to and from work past that Dropbox all the time. I was doing a lot of yes. campaigning in the area. So there's no way that person wasn't included as a ballot mule in this insane fucking movie. But what sucks yeah. is this movie's going to do its job. Oh, yeah. The yeah, people no. who want to believe the 2020 election were stolen, they're not going to listen to this podcast and be like, well, that Adam and Olivia, they right. said Dinesh yeah. D'Souza's full of lies. No, they're just going to believe it.
1: I mean, are they even going to read the book? You probably just own it. Because you watch the movie.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I doubt many people are even going to read the book. Yeah.
1: And no one's going to know that this happened. No one who is not us cares about these things being factually accurate. Like you said, the target audience doesn't give a shit about any of this legal stuff. They don't care. It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. And ever since I had to sign up for Dinesh D'Souza's fucking On Locals or whatever, so we could watch this goddamn Mm -hmm. movie. He is relentless with emails and, oh, I'm doing a live stream. Like, you can tell he's just constantly in these motherfuckers' ears with all of his claims and all of his proof. And, yeah, yeah, they're not listening to any of this shit. They don't care that the book was recalled. It's fun that it's been recalled and that all these people are calling it into question. But it's not going to help.
1: No. And we think it's fun. And I bet if anybody on the quote unquote other side learns about this, they think it's funny too. Like they either get mad about it, which feels their, you know, craziness, or they think it's funny because their brain is poison. Right. (laughs) Right. And so they're like, ah, we got the libs mad with this one. They're running.
0: Let's talk about this next story. Yes. This one is fascinating to me but i don't know probably not for the reason it's supposed to be mm-hmm. there's a new report from the human rights group global witness and the Cybersecurity for democracy team at new york university you know the one mm-hmm. that shows that facebook and tiktok failed to block paid advertisements spreading misinformation about voting in the 2022 midterm elections. That part, I don't find fascinating or surprising at all. I find it very run of the mill. What I find fascinating is that they actually ran this experiment on three platforms, one of them being (laughs) YouTube, and that YouTube actually passed and did manage to block all of the misinformation that this group tried to post. Has
1: YouTube gotten better? Like, is the algorithm not as shitty anymore?
0: That might be cool. It seems possible. What happened for this test, Global Witness created dummy accounts on all three platforms and attempted to run 10 identical advertisements on each platform in both English and Spanish. And each of those ads contained, quote, outright false and misleading election misinformation end quote, Mm -hmm. as opposed to the other kind of misinformation, (laughs) which is true and helpful, I guess. The ads contain lies like you have to be vaccinated to vote or Mm -hmm. that you have to vote twice for it to count. That's good writing right there. Whoever came up with these ads put some thought into it. I like that. Mm -hmm. And other ads just gave incorrect dates for when voting was going to take place. Right. And all of the ads targeted battleground states and all of the ads clearly violated all three platforms policies right youtube not only was the only of those three platforms that blocked all of the ads it also blocked all of the accounts that tried to run those ads that's good yeah This is a quote, YouTube's performance in our experiment demonstrates that detecting damaging election information isn't impossible, but all the platforms we studied should have gotten an A on this assignment. Mm -hmm. And since we're talking about YouTube being the best, we should talk about how TikTok, if you can believe it, was the absolute worst. Mm -hmm. They claim they don't even allow political advertising on their platform.
1: Sure. Sure. Whatever.
0: But the only ad they managed to block was the one that claimed you had to be vaccinated against COVID to vote. Everything else got through. And they also did not block any of the accounts that posted those ads. Right. Go figure.
1: Great. I don't know anything else about TikTok. I've never used TikTok. I'm too old.
0: Yeah, I briefly had set up an Unpops TikTok and had someone else running it. But no, I don't trust it. I don't trust TikTok at all.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just not my vibe, for one thing. So yeah. I just don't know the details about how it works there. But I do know that people, like them saying that they don't allow political, ad. like they almost have a very specific definition of political advertising. Yeah. Because there is definitely political shit all over TikTok, which is fine, I guess. I mean, you know, it's a social media platform, but still.
0: Yeah. I feel like they don't get enough... Criticism for the same kind of shit like Twitter and YouTube and Facebook get yeah. criticism for, well, which is I, misinformation. I, I,
1: I do think it's a demographic problem, kind of a unique thing. I mean, obviously, you know, older people do use TikTok, but the user bases, I have to assume overwhelmingly young people.
0: And I think that and is a so, big part of it. I think a lot of it as well young people use it. How bad could it be?
1: Well, not just how bad could it be, but like the people who are paying attention like reporting on these things. You know, reporters have a Twitter account. Reporters have YouTube, they have access to Facebook or whatever. I don't know how many reporters have TikToks, you know. Yeah. Again, I'm speaking out my ass here, but it's just kind of what my gut tells me about it.
0: Yeah. Who knows, but Who knows? The question that probably everyone wants an answer to is, no, these ads were not actually shown to any users. Once they were approved, the researchers removed them immediately.
1: Well, that's good. Yeah, and I I just,
0: I found it interesting that YouTube did as well as it did. Maybe they knew. Yeah. Maybe someone tipped them off, like when you own a restaurant and someone's like, hey, a food reviewer's coming tonight. Be on your toes. I will
1: say My YouTube algorithm has felt less fucked up by the shit that I watch for this podcast than usual. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. Mine also. Like, I don't
1: get as many recommendations for awful right-wing shit or just crazy people. Yeah. I get more actual recommendations.
0: It's just Bohemian Grove movies now. Yeah.
1: I mean, I did just get a guy, after doing the Bohemian Grove episode... I did get a guy who had, like, 20 different videos on his page that were just about how the pyramids dominate every aspect of our lives. It was <laughs> Still? interesting. I watched all of them. They were, like, a minute each. <laughs>
0: <laughs> were you convinced?
1: No. Oh, oh okay. uh, Yeah, no, not at all. But it was interesting to see this man's sickness.
0: Oh, this next story. Of all the scandals involving China, Mm -hmm. none has hit closer to home for me than the Huawei spying scandal.
1: Well, we're just all in on Huawei right now.
0: The thing is, back when the government first started railing against Huawei phones and how the Chinese government could use them to spy on us, I immediately bought a Huawei phone because (laughs) my first thought was, this sounds like you can't spy on me. With this phone and that's the real problem Because I'm just barely A Chinese dissident if at all (laughs) So if they need To spy on me that's a okay I don't want the American government Spying on me (laughs) And so my immediate thought was, okay, I'm going to get a Huawei phone. It was almost like, you know, your parents tell you not to do something. So you're like, okay, well, I'm Mm -hmm. obviously going to do that now that you told me not to. And Olivia, here's the thing. It's still maybe the best goddamn phone I've ever owned. Yeah. They make a really good phone. They're the, I believe, still the number two smartphone maker in the world. Everywhere else, Huawei phones are perfectly acceptable and widely used. And it's Mm -hmm. just here that we don't allow them because we claim it's because the Chinese government could spy on us, but we really just... I guess the mainstream argument would be that the United States wants their companies to build all the 5G infrastructure in this country. I think they just don't want rural areas to get 5G too soon. And Huawei is already putting all that shit in. So,
1: whatever the case. But, like, you you can buy it. It's not like it's banned. You
0: can, but it's a lot harder now. Sure. They were never, like, widely marketed in the United States. But I think even, like, on Amazon now, I don't know if you can even buy them anymore. Hmm. And, goddammit, it it was such a good phone. It was like having an iPhone at, like, Android prices. It was so nice. Hmm. Yeah,
1: I've I've got a Samsung, which is like having... An Android at iPhone prices, but I yes. <laughs> do I do like it, but yeah.
0: I have an iPhone. I finally broke down and oh yeah, switched over to an iPhone when I got my last one.
1: I'm all about Android. I'm all in. I got a Samsung computer for school. I got a Samsung earbuds.
0: <laughs> oh, I like Samsung.
1: I'm big. I love the Samsung shit. I can't help it. It just works for me.
0: Yeah. They make a good product. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the Huawei, yeah, the Huawei, the Huawei scandal, it eventually culminated in Canada arresting the CEO of Huawei and having her extradited to the United States to face like spying charges. And that's what this most recent development is about. Two Chinese intelligence officers apparently tried to bribe a US law enforcement official to get information about the case against the Huawei CEO. Mm -hmm. I don't think I care. On the list of things intelligence agencies across the board have done, this seems like page one, like you open the book, you're an intelligence agent, you open your manual to find out what you do in this situation to get information. And the first thing it says is, have you offered him $61,000 in Bitcoin. (laughs) And you go, oh, no, I haven't tried that. You slide a stack of Bitcoin across the table. Right. And see what happens. That's what happened here. And it didn't work. Turned out it was a double agent who was also working for the FBI. (sighs) Let's see. That'll get you.
1: That'll get you. I mean, whatever this this sounds like. Yeah. Like you said, intelligent shit. I think it's crazy that Canada arrested this corporation's CEO uh, and accused her of spying and then sent her to us, which is, ooh.
0: Yeah, because Canada, there's a reason people flee to Canada.
1: Yeah.
0: It's because they don't usually extradite people back here. And
1: and look, not to speak ill of the American prison system, (laughs) but I, I hear it's not great. I don't think it's world-class. I'm pretty sure it's bottom of the barrel.
0: Yeah, the whole Huawei thing just seemed weird to me. It yeah. feels more like like a favor to American telecommunications companies to keep Huawei from getting all the 5G infrastructure in place before they were able to.
1: I mean, that wouldn't surprise me, necessarily. I don't know, but it definitely is weird.
0: Yeah, damn it, they make a nice phone. All right, this next story. Newsmax bans Laura Logan after QAnon rant.
1: You always love when you hear a band from Newsmax story. Yeah. We watched the Fuck of My Pillow Guy documentary where they distanced themselves from it. Like, it's always fun because you know you're getting some wild shit.
0: Yeah, it's like they're trying to be like the moderate Nazi network, and it's like there's Christ. no such thing. Just stop it. Yeah, Laura Logan is a complicated figure. It's 2022. I know we're supposed to just immediately hate everyone who says anything QAnon related. But Mm -hmm. also, like, fuck off. Laura Logan has been through some shit. Sure. And by that, I mean she was, according to her account, brutally gang raped Mm -hmm. during an Arab Spring celebration in Egypt. And the details of that, at least according to her and the people who were with her, are fucking horrifying. Right. But it also seems like people don't necessarily believe her.
1: Yeah, well, it's complicated when you spend your career promoting hatred against a bunch of different groups of people, including people who belong to the group who you say attacked you. Like, that's a classic. Racist tactic. And so, as much as it is believe women, and I'm not saying that nothing happened to her, I'm definitely not saying that, but you know, you have to expect a little bit of skepticism if you are feeding into the racist machine in the way they are.
0: Right. The thing is, the skepticism started before she started feeding into the racist machine. Sure. There's a 2014 New Yorker article or New York Magazine. Now I'm going to get sued. New York Magazine article that she eventually filed a defamation suit over because it described what happened to her as she had her clothes torn off and she was groped. Mm -hmm. And that is a radically different description of events than what Laura Logan and people she was with. Say happened. So I don't know. If it happened the way it did and her media colleagues downplayed it, I could see why she would be upset, I guess. I don't know if it's necessarily sure. a reason to embrace QAnon, but right. I'm also not sure there's not some PTSD issues involved, maybe. I don't know.
1: Maybe. And I'm sure a lot of people who believe in hateful theories have similar trauma. Not maybe not similar. But, nah. you know, have, have suffered trauma, but like I'm sorry, uh, a lot of people have suffered trauma and don't become right wing avatars. I'm not. So, I'm
0: not apologizing for Lara Logan. I'm not saying you are <laughs> being what she is now. Yeah, I'm I not just that. I think I like a lot of other people wonder how it happened the way it did I because know. she used to yeah. be a like she used to be on fucking 60 minutes. I mean, a lot of it has to do. She filed a report on. Benghazi that Mm -hmm. people called into question and it seems like a lot of it started kind of going downhill after that but that was also post Arab Spring Spring incident but now she's full QAnon like yes all the way like again she got banned from Newsmax (laughs) That takes a lot. Yeah, it does. This is her quote in full. Here we go. I'll just read the fucking quote. Sure. God believes in sovereignty and national identity and the sanctity of family and all the things that we've lived with from the beginning of time. And he knows that the open border is Satan's way of taking control of the world through all of these people who are his stooges and his servants. And they may think that they're going to become gods, That's what they tell us, you know, the ones who want us eating insects, cockroaches and that while they dine on the blood of children. Those are the people, right? They're not going to win. They're not going to win. God damn, Laura Logan.
1: It sounds like she's describing Snowpiercer.
0: Yeah, and it also sounds like she wants to be the one dining on the blood of children. She's like, why do I got to eat the roaches while they're drinking kids' blood? (laughs) That's not fair. Where's my kids' blood? Fair point in that case.
1: Absolutely I'd have the kids. Yeah, that's crazy that there's just nothing else to, I mean she's just obviously disturbed in some way and is fully in on this shit. It's kind of sad, but it's happened so many times that I just can't get too upset when someone falls to the dark side.
0: Yeah. In this case, I mean, I'm not upset. I think it's shocking that anyone gets banned from Newsmax. Yes that's more the thing. Yeah, I don't know. Her fucking character arc has been fucking wild.
1: I just god believes in sovereignty and national I identity. Know. What a boring god you have.
0: I know, and it's that same American exceptionalism fucking narcissistic bullshit where it's like, Mhm. You think God cares that much about the southern border of the United States? Yeah. Fuck off. What version of God are you thinking of? The one that blesses the USA, obviously.
1: Yeah, the American Christian God, which is all of, like, that's what it is.
0: Well, that's the thing. Christian nationalism is becoming, I think that's going to be, like, the global problem. Because that's such a convenient umbrella for all these fucking hate groups to align Under Yeah.
1: Ethno-nationalism and Christo-fascism. You know, you say that America is a fascist nation. It's a Christo-fascist nation. Yeah. We have a Judeo-Christian fascist oligarchy, basically. Pretty much. Cool.
0: Yay! All right. Let's close on something that I think crosses party lines. We can all agree, Mm -hmm. utmost importance. The Biden administration has been sued over the delayed release of JFK assassination files. There's got to be something in those files at this point. It's a nonprofit group that's suing the Mary Farrell Foundation, which keeps a comprehensive online database of records related to the JFK assassination. In the suit, lawyers cited a 1992 federal law. The President John F. Kennedy... Assassination Records Collection Act, which set October twenty seventh, two thousand seventeen, as the mm-hmm. deadline for the government to make records related to the incident available to the public. Trump was in office when that happened, and he just decided to push it back to twenty twenty one, which is kind of funny.
1: Yeah, very funny. almost just like kick the can.
0: Yeah, just kick it down to Biden right before the fucking mm-hmm. midterms, halfway mm-hmm. through his presidency, and when that date came around biden signed another memo and delayed the release until december 2022 after the midterms and so this group (laughs) i guess wants those records to come out immediately because it's almost december 2022 it is that's not that far away there's got to be some crazy shit in those records
1: yeah i mean but also like if there was then why wouldn't whoever was i don't know could the people who were implicated not do anything to these records so that when they're released it's not implicating i don't know
0: yeah i mean they could be going back and redacting them more but i think then what's the point of releasing they have done that before 2017
1: honestly at this point if i were biden I would push it back to November of 2023 because then yeah. it's sixty years.
0: Yeah. Push that's it back, just clean. Push it back to 3023.
1: I just, I cannot presently care about the JFK assassination. Like I get it as like an intellectual, like I'm not anti-assassination conspiracy theories. It just, it's been 60 years.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, that's the thing. I wonder if there's something in it That would maybe lead to like a domino effect where we find out, oh, that's how the JFK assassination happened. Right. Maybe we should look into Malcolm X and MLK and Bobby Kennedy, because the Bobby (laughs) Kennedy assassination is the shadiest of them all. Right. Well,
1: it's interesting that both times it's gotten delayed to past a midterm election, which makes you think it's going to be something that like Biden or Trump would think would sway a midterm election. But again, like Trump's a Republican, Biden's a Democrat. What would the information possibly be and how would it sway a midterm? And also, is there any sort of news, especially 60 year old news, that would sway someone's voting preference right now?
0: Um, there could be fucking i don't know i guess there could be but i don't know what it would like what if it what if it says the fbi did it
1: but then how is that affecting the midterm
0: i don't know yeah the midterm thing could just be coincidence coincidence. but there has to be a reason they keep but he delayed it to right after the midterm (laughs) so again the midterm thing could be a coincidence or yeah maybe it's something he thinks will sway it but there's got to be Fucking something in there.
1: Maybe. I don't know. I would. I mean, I, I'm sure we're doing an episode about whatever's in there.
0: Yeah. Pending our lawsuit. If the records right, ever come out, I still really will
1: come out in December. Hopefully.
0: I still really want more information about Bobby Kennedy. That is the weirder. Yeah. I get that Sirhan Sirhan didn't like the guy, but he also was not in close enough physical proximity to fire the shot that killed Bobby Kennedy. He was shot at point-blank range behind his left ear. Sirhan Sirhan (laughs) didn't get to within point-blank range of Bobby Kennedy at all. There's video. Like, that's known. Yeah. So someone else killed him, but we'll never know who. I mean, it was the security guard who was walking him through the kitchen, but we'll never know who.
1: It was the, yeah, the LAPD did it. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) right i thought that was
0: i think so yeah i think it's (laughs) like am i just like saying
1: some shit that's uh, gonna get people mad at me
0: (laughs) no the security guard who was walking him through the kitchen was like a right-wing type and lapd so i think we've reached the end of the episode do we have anything to plug before we get out of here
1: uh you could plug going back it's our lost rewatch podcast it's Great. I'm it's, having a fun time. It's
0: really good. Yeah, you should listen to that. There's going to be a new episode up on the bonus channels this week. Patreon.com slash Unpops, tick or in your Spotify app. And that show will be out free to the public soon, if you don't want to give us money, which, rude, but... It's fine.
1: Yeah, very rude.
0: Speaking of giving us money, you could subscribe to my Substack, adamtodbrown.substack.com. This week, I should have a column up about the souvenir program from the Bobby Kennedy assassination that I bought at the Reagan Library. Vintage. Hell yeah. Vintage. <laughs> Among other things, I might write an article about and hot Mountain Dew. Did you know that was a thing? Oh, God.
1: Ugh. Yeah, people need- It just made my stomach hurt you saying that. People need to
0: quit acting like Flamin' Hot Cheetos or some kind of delicacy. Get a fucking life. Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, it's become like a personality trait for people. I just like the taste. That's it. It's a snack.
0: Yeah, but I refuse to take shit about eating at Arby's from people who stand in line for two hours to eat a chicken sandwich coated in Flamin' Hot Cheetos.
1: Like, I would also refuse to take shit from those people about anything, <laughs> honestly. Like that's,
0: that's not gourmet food. That is Midwest no. fair food at best. <laughs> yeah. Ugh.
1: Although the Midwest fair food usually doesn't have hot Cheetos. I, no, I think no. it's starting to now, but...
0: I hope not. Actually, yeah, no, that, it's
1: got to be blander.
0: Give me that fucking corn dog. That's all I want. Yeah. I want a corn dog the size of a baby arm.
1: Corn dog, fried Oreos. Mm-hmm. They're the best.
0: Walking taco.
1: Walking Walk taco.
0: Bag of chips. A fork. Frito ah, pie. Hell yeah! Let's go to a fair. Let's go to Jazz Fest in Sioux Falls. It's actually very
1: the, the state fair here in Indy.
0: Actually, very fun. So yeah, AdamTobrow.substack.com. I think that's it. Let's get out of here, Olivia. Say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. People of Earth, your planet is about to be destroyed.